Welcome to the Chair Yoga Podcast with me, Maria Jones. Knowledge and inspiration for teaching and practicing chair-based yoga. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chair Yoga Podcast. Today we talk about the framework that makes the design and delivery of your chair-based yoga classes significantly easier. You see, chair-based yoga serves a purpose greater than asana, as we already said in previous episodes, and this means that the aim of the practices offered during a class should also provide with ways for the students to feel better. There are eight elements in this sequencing framework that allow you to serve your students purposefully while creating complete and comprehensive classes with ease. The framework is not a template, not fixed, and it allows you to remain flexible in your design and your approach to delivering chair-based yoga classes. That would be, of course, dependent on your student needs while remaining true to the Ten Commandments of teaching chair-based yoga that we spoke about in the previous episode. If you want to know more about the practices that make up each element in this framework, Take a look at the Chair-Based Yoga Training, a certified course that teaches you how to deliver inclusive chair yoga classes with ease. So let's begin with the actual framework. I will take you through each one of those elements, those eight elements that make up your chair-based yoga classes. The first element is, of course, the setup. Chair-based yoga classes foster community and inclusion. And this is one of the reasons chairs are placed in a circle, also known as the sharing circle. Be sure to also incorporate other students' preferences in the placement of the chairs and make considerations for wheelchair access and safety. You might need to also be there a little bit early in order to meet and greet your students and make sure that their preferences and their needs are accommodated before the class in the seating arrangement. The second element is all about centering, a place where we start the class. We want the attention of the students to be in their body, in their breath, in their mind. Otherwise, we would be doing something that could resemble quite easily chair exercise. So we want to differentiate at this stage from simple physical activity to actually practicing yoga, increasing awareness, changing intentions and making life a lot better through the practice of yoga. So this is the part where we draw the attention to the body, to the breath, to the mind and allow for the students to land on themselves, on the practice rather than just the world around them. The third element is mobilization and in this part of the practice we aim to mobilize the joints and warm up the muscles in preparation for greater range of movement. This part is based on the joint freeing series by Mukunda styles also known as Pavan Muktasana. The practices are made up with elements that are dynamic and repetitive and this is quite intentional in order to increase circulation and warm up the muscles in the body. The third element is a little bit more warm up and that's the traditional warm up sun salutations. 
a simple and easy to follow sequence of six to 12 moves that moves prana, mobilizes the spine and warms the body. There is no standard way to create chair-based sun salutations. So keep it quite simple and structured in the way that you do it and take inspiration from the traditional sun salutations that we do. Those who attend the chair yoga classes appreciate the repetitive elements of the sun salutations and over time they build confidence. The fifth part of this is asana, the actual poses. In this section we address the students' imbalances and incorporate targeted practices for our students. Considering your students are likely to be older, less able or chronically ill, practices that promote mobility, functional movement, independence and balance and the management of their condition are advised. You could be working on strength or flexibility. Either which way, there are ways to target physical imbalances through the practice of asana, through the practice of the poses. This is a great opportunity in your class to create something that does this, having prepared your students to practice and warmed up their body accordingly in preparation for greater range of movement as we did in the mobilization and sun salutations. The sixth part is all about acuity. It's all about focus and coordination. This is where we include practices that create greater focus and coordination that can include bilateral independent body movement or poses known to activate the different parts of the brain, increasing focus and promoting coordination. Other options may also include eye exercises and hand-to-eye coordination challenges. You can come up with your own or uh, you can Think of things that maybe even promote finger and hand mobility, things like mudras and the finger dance, satanama is a very good one too in this part of the practice. You might find a set of activities, a set of practices that you and your students enjoy doing in this part of the practice from any of these categories that I just mentioned. Bilateral body movement, hand-to-eye coordination exercises or eye exercises or mudras and finger dance. The seventh part of the practice is pranayama. It is all about intentional breathing practices that lengthen the breath and create greater physical, psychological and energetic balance. The goal here should always be to create fuller breath and energize and comfort. Of course, pranayama is practiced throughout the elements of the class. You can introduce a little bit of pranayama at the beginning, at the centering aspect where we start breathing in and out through the nose and we start regulating the breath. We then introduce a little bit more with simple breath to movement in the mobilization part where the practices are repetitive and dynamic in and out of a pose. Of course, the breath leads the movement in the sun salutations and you can have pranayama in the asana practice as well. This part can be entirely different in the sense that it can be more intentional. You can include a little bit more pranayama in the traditional sense of the word 
The final part, the eighth part, is all about meditation and relaxation. Meditation and relaxation should always be part of the practice. Of course, it is a great opportunity to consolidate the effect of what you just did. And you could also include meditation relaxation in between the different elements that we have just talked about. Because sometimes the practices that we do and the effect they have on us are not immediately seen when we practice but if we reflect upon what we did we can easily see that they had an impact they had an effect on us on our body on our mind on our breath so this is exactly what meditation relaxation can do in chair yoga it allows the students to reflect upon the practice how they feel and in a way check out it should never be missed you should never skip meditation however short the effect of the physical practice may only be felt upon upon reflection and stillness and if you do choose to have longer meditation practices maybe consider inviting the students to lay down on a mat on the floor or to have special neck and head support maybe with a rolled up blanket or footstools and things that create as much comfort as possible in their body when they are seated and trying to relax and find stillness which is important in terms of reflection settling finding comfort and relaxation in their body so these are the eight elements and this is the order that you would naturally think of teaching them from the setup centering mobilization warm-up sun salutations the targeted asana and then you have focus and coordination pranayama and relaxation so these eight elements can be taught in this particular manner but as you already realized when i was talking about pranayama itself and when i was talking about the asana practices as well as the focus and coordination and meditation they can easily mixed up depending on your students needs allowing for the sequence to change all these elements together create quite a lengthy and comprehensive chair yoga class and that is the intention behind it that you can think of it as little buckets shall we say of practices and almost pick and mix from those buckets of practices to create a class plan that it is effective as well as easy for you week in week out so let me know what you think in the comments let me know how you probably design your chair yoga classes or get in touch on my website and i hope i see you soon bye